What's going on, everyone? You are now listening to The Wrestling High. We are your hosts, Alex James. And this is Mikey Bravo. And on this show, we will be giving you our thoughts, reviews, and reactions on all the major wrestling shows. And that includes Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW Dynamite, and especially pay-per-views. We'll also be touching on all the hot topics and rumors going on all throughout wrestling. What the fuck was that? Ladies and gentlemen, quiffs and quiffettes, welcome to this episode of The Wrestling High. I am bodacious Mikey Bravo, luxury Lex sitting next to me. We got a draft to go over Monday, Friday. How many people moved? Uh, luxurious Lex, I haven't gotten past that one yet. <laughs> I, I, it's, I like that a little more than Flexi Lexi. Yeah, you know, it sounds cooler. I like that one. Um... But actually, the first day of the draft, or the first it night, was Friday, right? It was Friday. Okay. It was, it started on SmackDown, and it um See, I fucked it up ended on it. yeah. Well, it's all right. Um, not even a minute in, but it's all right. Um, yeah, it started on SmackDown, ended on Raw. Um, so we're gonna cover the whole WWE draft and the important things that happened on Raw and SmackDown, and uh, we also are going to touch on the second anniversary show of AEW Dynamite, which had a big ladder match uh, as a main event. A lot of shit happening in there. Um, but we're going to start off with the draft. We're going to start off with the first night, SmackDown. And uh, they kick it off right away with the number one pick overall going to SmackDown. And obviously it's Roman Reigns. Why yeah, the hell they, they weren't going to let him go. Why, why wouldn't he go to SmackDown? Yeah, there? Fox ain't letting go of Roman ever. Uh, then Big E went to Raw as their number one pick. Then the first big surprise that, I mean, I don't think you or me. No, I, I mean, came. she has the belt now. So her Charlotte Flair going to SmackDown, I didn't see that. Charlotte going to SmackDown was the first big holy shit of the night as far as who's switching brands. And obviously she's the Raw champion. And um, So does that mean she's going to lose the belt in the near future? I, I mean, usually it's what it means. Because I hate when... I don't want them to do no belt swap bullshit. Like, they did that with the tag titles a couple years ago yeah, with the New that, Day and the I Street Profits. That. And that's like, eh, fuck that. Because then that counted as being a two-time champion... Did it really for the fucking profits? Even though that was their first title reign, and I'm like, that's whack. Like yeah, they didn't dumb. do shit. All they did was here. Let's trade. We're two time champs now. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck stupid. is that? That's dumb shit. Yeah. So like, I hope they don't do that with like her and Becky because that would be really stupid and that would be cheapening both women's titles because that's just what the fuck. You don't just swap titles. Hey, not that, my show. They would kind of ruin that match coming up with the three yeah. girls. Like, oh, I need the blue one. Like, <laughs> the fuck is that? So, I don't know. But Charlotte going to SmackDown, as far as that's concerned, like, you got the top guy and the top woman on the same show. So, Charlotte being, you know, on SmackDown just, you know, makes SmackDown that much better. And that was yeah. a pick neither one of us saw coming. And it was followed by another pick that, Neither one of us saw it coming. So if Charlotte went to SmackDown, that means SmackDown had to give up something to get Charlotte. 
I didn't see Bianca Belair going, but I, I kind of like it. It was Bianca. I didn't want to see her go to Raw. I didn't, but I, I, I think this is, it opens up some new shit for her. I think she could be like the top. Uh, she will. Girl I'm, on Raw. I'm sure she'll, I'm sure she'll get a Raw Women's title, you know, and maybe she'll be the one that beats Charlotte. You I could dig that. I could. I could. Uh, it would be a nice way to make up for her. Um, you know, getting squashed at SummerSlam. <laughs> you know, so that's a thought. So those are the first two. Uh, the first four picks, I should say, for uh, for Raw and SmackDown. Raw coming out with uh, Bianca Belair as a new as a, their new pick, and SmackDown getting Charlotte, and it's followed by Roman Reigns coming out with Paul Heyman. And Roman gets on the mic, tells Baltimore to acknowledge him. And he gets more and more cheers every time he says it. Good. It's awesome. Like, it's it's a little bit of a mixed reaction. But then Paul Heyman got on the mic and said he couldn't hear you. And then it got louder. Cheers got louder, too. Wow. So imagine this Roman Reigns or a version of this Roman Reigns, but as a face later down the line. I'm not saying anytime soon, but... This is all we wanted, as far as Roman yeah, Reigns finally went. Finally, got it right. This is all we wanted. Why, like, why it took this long to get here? You know, like it didn't need to take like about five or six years to get there. You know, maybe it would have been a while. Yeah, dude. He always looked like he was from the Shield. He was the only one that never moved on. Yeah, he kept music and all that. He kept the entrance for a while too. He kept the riot gear. <laughs> he kept everything. He kept believe that, believe in the shield. He kept all of it. Yeah, that's crazy that he just going to get over it. He just stopped like, coming out of the crowd when the crowd started booing him. Yeah, because they probably would have hit him with well, shit. Because it made no sense, a guy coming out of the crowd, and the crowd doesn't like you. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, if this is all we wanted from Roman. You know? Just let him be him. And he's killing it. He's absolutely fucking killing it. Paul Heyman gets on the mic, starts talking shit, and all of a sudden Brock Lesnar's music hits, which I believe Brock Lesnar was not advertised for SmackDown. So this was like a legit surprise. Yeah. So I don't remember them saying that Brock's going to be on SmackDown. Yeah, I didn't see anything. They didn't say shit. I liked it when his music Which hits. was like, oh, Whoa, okay. It's like, wow, all right, fuck. And the crowd... I, he, Brock Lesnar probably got the biggest pop of the night. I hope they keep doing that. Don't advertise certain shit. Just let it be a surprise. I mean, they don't advertise all the other guys, so if it makes it kind of feel like Brock is going to be there anyway, he might or he might not. That's kind of the, you know what I mean? Like, now you just never fucking know. Yeah. So Brock comes out, and they really don't waste any time. They go face-to-face, and Roman starts getting the upper hand immediately. Like, I don't think Brock lands a punch yet. He gets about, like, five or six punches in, and Brock's selling. And Roman starts fucking taunting the crowd. He's he's getting, you know, hype because he's just got Brock Lesnar on his fucking yeah. ass. And then immediately, as soon as he gets back, Brock Lesnar hits him with two German suplexes. Roman gets the hell out of there. The Usos come in so they can be Brock's whooping boys. And Roman's basically watching this happen. He F5s one Uso at a time. The and way Brock throws these dudes around is fucking yeah. hilarious. Just, these are big dudes. They're not small. It's too bad they're the tag champions. <laughs> it's Brock Lesnar just fucking just runs right through them. And, you know, they're, they move well. They sell well. 
kind of perfect. They're ideal for something like this. You know what I mean? The next match, well, the first match of the night is ugh, Happy Corbin versus Kevin Owens. And Happy Corbin's with Madcap Moss. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about this because... It's, it's just sad because Corbin actually gets to fucking win on Kevin Owens. He gets a clean one, two, three. And it, you see shit like this and you just know deep down... I hate to say it, but Kevin Owens is going to dip. He's gonna Can you blame him at this point? No, I can't. And that's why I, did, I don't even want to talk about this match. Cause I'm tired of seeing him. Like you this. sound like you're getting sad. It's just, it's annoying, bro, because he's so good. No, I know. And and to, to waste him and shit, like, who the fuck is Madcap Moss? Madcap? Madcap? Where are they getting these fucking What, what is he, out of a fucking man. fairy tale? What's the worst nickname? Madcap or Bearcat? You should have a match for the worst nickname. No, let's not. Just get that. Bearcat. Keith Bearcat Lee. Madcap Moss. Versus Madcap Moss for the worst name in wrestling. Ugh, anyway. You know what? Throw Braun Breaker in there. Make it a triple threat. No, don't do that to him. He's too good for that. Anyway, so we go to the round two of this draft. And, uh... The next big surprise of the night is Drew McIntyre to SmackDown, which is, I believe, it's what you called a few episodes ago, right? You said yeah, Drew McIntyre to SmackDown. Was go. And yeah, it was, it was time for a change. He did everything he could on Raw. It's to the point where he wasn't even on every episode, which is crazy to yeah, think. Yeah, and plus I, I wanted to see Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns since they fought at Survivor Series last year. And now it's bound to happen. I like, hope they don't rush into it, though. It could be WrestleMania, honestly. I don't know, but it's going to happen. I'd rather see to. Drew go and build his way up to the room and not just go there and point a sword at him. <laughs> the sword he's not going to use. That sword's got to go. It's so fucking silly. Anyway, uh, next draft pick, Randy Orton and Riddle stay on Raw. The next one, uh, SmackDown also steals the New Day, as in Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods only. How many times are they going to break them up? I mean, Biggie's Biggie's doing his. He's the champion now. So, however long that lasts, which I honestly I can't see it lasting anywhere past twenty twenty one. Like maybe he'll have it for Survivor Series. We get him and Roman. That'll be like the ideal, you know. Then after that, he can probably lose it. I could see him losing it at Rumble. I don't see Biggie at WrestleMania next year. I mean, no, he's definitely not going to go into Mania as champion. No, he'll he would have been lost by then. You he's know, the Seth Rollins, the Royal Rumble. I could see that. Could be before that. Could be at TLC. You know, last year could get it. They have the thing is, last year could get it back too. Views. Yeah, I know. But last year could get it back too. Before that, you never know. Um, but uh, yeah, he doesn't need Kofi and Xavier around for that. They can do their thing on SmackDown, and they can be with the Usos again, which. You know, ain't nobody going to complain yeah, about that. Yeah, I'll watch that. You know, um, and then the next huge shock, well, not a, not a huge shock at all, um, but a big a big move over uh, Edge going from SmackDown to Raw. That's which, a big boost for Raw, that, a Raw that's been getting better and better every week. And Raw will start getting pretty stacked as the draft goes, um, but Edge going to Raw was definitely necessary. And, um, yeah, it's like basically they swapped Edge for McIntyre. You know, so um, speaking of Edge, <laughs> next uh, uh, segment on SmackDown. So uh, Edge was invited by Seth Rollins to come to SmackDown. So he comes out, 
calls out Seth Rollins, only for uh, Rollins to come up on the big screen, and Edge realizes that Seth Rollins is actually breaking in to Edge's home. We haven't seen some one of these in a while, so it was cool to see. Well, first of all, if he didn't fucking break in, they left the doors unlocked. So he must not lock their doors where Edge lives. It's that good of a neighborhood, huh? Rollins just literally opened the door. I like how he walked in and just made himself comfortable. Oh, yeah, he's he's drinking orange juice out of the bottle. He's eating an apple. He's talking about how shitty his daughter's drawings are on on the wall. (laughs) It's good shit. He's funny. So, and Edge is, like, frantic and shit, even though, like, where did they say Edge lived? I can't remember. They were in North Carolina. Something like that. And they were in Baltimore, so it's not like Edge can get there, you know, like that. So he starts, like, frantically calling Beth Phoenix backstage, tells her not to go home. Um, And then he basically tells Beth Phoenix, which we all know is his wife. Felt like that went without mentioning, but somebody might not know that, I guess. Um, But he tells his wife that he's going to call Daniel and Dave to go over there. It's the Revival, right? It's the Revival, or FTR in uh, AEW. So Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. They are real-life... Um, close friends of Edge and uh, I believe it was Cash Wheeler that helped Edge train for his comeback Um, like helping him take bumps and all that shit I I feel like I saw that on one of the specials on the network I think it was the 24 yeah with Edge for his uh, Royal Rumble return that was uh, kind of a cool nod and what helped uh, that whole story go is I think Dax Harwood tweeted something out around that time saying that he's going to beat his bitch ass talking about Seth Rollins when he gets <laughs> there or something like that. Um, so pretty cool, like, you know, using the real names of guys that are in the other company. Especially after MJF mentioned Bruce Pritchett on AEW. Yeah, like just a week Edge earlier that back. week, yeah, right? It's nice little back and forth, like, yeah. between the two. You know, you haven't seen shit like this since, oh, I don't know, the fucking Monday Night War. But not like... Not quite like, you know, used like that. It was more like yeah, taking shots, just, you know. But uh, but this is kind of a cool way of, uh, you know, just acknowledging blurring, blurring lines and shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, so that was interesting, to say the least. Um, we get round three, and what do you know? Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss get to stay on SmackDown. Oh, joy. They should have fucking sent them to OVW. Yeah, um... Round three doesn't get any better because um, Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley, the tag team champions. Why were they even drafted? Because they're on both shows either way. First off, who gives a fuck about the women's tag titles? Because yeah, after this draft, I mean, apparently there's no tag teams in, in, in the women's division. Wow. Everybody's been split up. So, yeah. Then the only notable round three draft pick is kind of a surprising one. It was Hit Row from NXT. I did not expect them to be uh, drafted to the main roster. Isn't one of the people in here on that treasure show? Yeah, Top Dollar. He was the one, it's funny, the guy's fucking name, Top Dollar, and he's lowballing all these fucking legends for their (laughs) shit. Um, And uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott is the uh, North American champion on NXT, so I believe he's going to be losing that fairly soon. Who do you think he loses it to? Uh, Some dude, I can't remember his fucking name. You're going to have to get back to me on that one. Uh, the but next pick. The next pick is uh, Raw Drafts. The uh, 
their worst nickname. You got one bad nickname drafted to SmackDown in Madcap Moss and uh, Keith Bearcat Lee. Bearcat. Gets to stay on Raw. So, yeah. Hard to get excited. Is that excited supposed to make him sound scary? I don't know. It makes it sound fucking cute. And I hear Bearcat and I want to pet it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just want to fucking. It sounds like a teddy bear. Yeah. So, you know, we get uh, round four and. Uh, Naomi's drafted to SmackDown. Ray and Dominic Mysterio are moving to Naomi Raw. Naomi to SmackDown. I'd like to see her join the bloodline. I mean, I'd like to see him do something with her. You know, maybe she could be one of the top, you know, faces if she's pushed as a woman. Because, you know, they don't, the SmackDown women's roster is very uh, low on babyface women now that Bianca Belair is on Raw. So... Maybe Naomi's going to be the one to step up. Uh, but Ray and Dominic Mysterio move to Raw. Jeff Hardy comes to SmackDown. I think both of us yeah, called Jeff that Jeff Hardy needed to move to SmackDown. Yes, the fuck he did. Um, and Austin 3... I almost said Austin 316. <laughs> Austin Theory uh, got drafted from NXT to Raw. So, you know, Raw gets their uh, their NXT picks as SmackDown got hit row. Um, so they're about to interview Jeff Hardy after being drafted to SmackDown and Brock Lesnar just totally takes his fucking interview segment. He, he just looked at him. Well, you know, Jeff Hardy was the first guy that tasted Brock's wrath. That was Brock his first, that that was his first, first like, feud. His first pay-per-view right? fight yeah. was uh, Backlash 02 and he fucking destroyed Jeff Hardy. I think the ref just stopped the fight. So Brock wouldn't stop powerbombing him. I mean, so Brock, uh, Jeff Hardy ain't forget that shit. God, it's jumped off buildings and all sorts of crazy shit. He don't want no part of Brock. <laughs> <laughs> so Brock Lesnar gets on, uh, you know, he says he has an announcement to make. He says due to his advocate, Paul Heyman, he is a free agent. And he didn't get drafted to any show. Well, that's why. So I wonder, like... Because of Paul Heyman. So does that mean he can just ju- jump between shows if he wants? If he really wants, he's Brock Lesnar. That's why well, what he if said. he shows up on Dynamite? Well, he's not that fucking free. Starts swinging fucking. What's this guy? Quiff Allen by his leg. Oh, hilarious! Just if with one was, hand. If only he was that free of an agent, but uh, <laughs> that would be interesting. Comes and it? puts Eddie Kingston through a barricade. I could. I, I, it'd be worth it just for that. Um, but uh, Brock Lesnar basically says that means he can do whatever the hell he wants when he wants, and then right after that. Apparently, Roman Reigns and the Usos were watching the same exact interview backstage, and Paul Heyman is in tears because, you know, Brock Lesnar just kind of outed him once again. And Roman says... Because Paul Heyman also... That's why he winked his eye. Well, Brock Lesnar also referred to Paul Heyman as his friend. Oh. So Roman asks Paul Heyman, as Paul Heyman's and, like, his eyes are all fucking red, like, teary and shit. And he asks Paul Heyman, is like, so is Brock your friend? And then... Paul doesn't answer. You know, Roman keeps giving him shit. And Paul starts trying to explain himself. He's saying, you know, the Usos weren't drafted tonight on SmackDown. He's like, I need you to go to Raw and make sure they get drafted to SmackDown. You know, and Paul Heyman says something like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm your wise man. I'm your wise man. That was when he screamed at him. Roman looks at the Usos. He's like, oh, you see that? He's our wise man. Then he fucking gives it to him. You're the wise man when I say you're, you're the, the wise, wise man. man when I say you're the wise man. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul Heyman almost... He like, was like he shit himself. Yeah, like that would have 
Only way it would have made the segment even better is if he, like, shit or pissed his pants, and they showed that. And he sends him off to make sure, you know, the Usos go, you know, they go to Raw with him. And uh, they make sure to get drafted to SmackDown. And then Paul Heyman leaves. And uh, he tells the Usos that if they don't end up on SmackDown, make sure they leave Paul Heyman for dead. So a nice hook that we'll explain in a little bit doesn't really get paid off at all. But a nice hook to make you watch Raw. Well, it succeeded as far as making you watch Raw. And that's about it. But a nice hook. It's not, you know, Roman Reigns' fucking fault about that. You know, but, um... And SmackDown was main evented by, uh... Sasha and Bianca. They're the fucking rematch that we've been waiting, like, months to see. This is the WrestleMania rematch that was supposed to happen on... SummerSlam. We're finally fucking getting it. And it was pretty good. It wasn't nearly as good as their WrestleMania main event. But it was pretty damn good. And Becky Lynch was on commentary. Um, but she actually gets involved. Because um, there's a part where Bianca basically gets bumped into her while she's on commentary. Sasha's in the ring. Bianca goes to get back to work on Sasha in the ring. But her ponytails, or her braid, is hanging out the ring. And Becky just starts leaning on it. Keeping her from fucking moving. Sasha comes from behind. Rolls her up with a jackknife pin. Beats Bianca. One, two, three. As soon as she gets up, fucking Charlotte Flair comes out of nowhere and big boots her with a fucking gigantic heel on her foot. Oof. Man, like, she 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 took a fucking stiff boat. Like, dude, this looked like the Spice Girl fucking heels that she had on. Damn. All right, and then she nailed Bianca with one, two. And, of course... There can't be an episode of SmackDown without, you know, two champions fucking raising their titles at yeah, one another. Only difference between... Yes, with the raised titles. Only difference is Becky was standing on a table and Charlotte was in the ring. But that's how SmackDown closed out. Good old belt raise. Same exact belt, just a different color background. But the big boot or the big heel that Sasha ate was fucking vicious, man. Because first off, like, Charlotte, I, I guess, like, the camera work was actually really good because you didn't even see Charlotte get in the ring. All of a sudden, like, Sasha's fucking celebrating. Then all of a sudden, she just eats a fucking heel. And you're like, well, who the hell was that? And then they show it's Charlotte. Like, yeah, oh. WWE works some camera angles good. I mean, sometimes they get ridiculous with the cuts. Like, you'll see, like, fucking 40 camera cuts in, like, a half a minute. Make you dizzy. But this one was an actual, like, you didn't even see who the hell just nailed Sasha Banks. And it kind of came off as a surprise unless you were at the event, which I wasn't. Yeah. So it worked for me. Uh, but, yeah, that was SmackDown. Uh, they're part of the draft. Raw's part of the draft is coming up right after this. All right, so that was SmackDown and all the drafts had to offer for that show. Raw kicks off with Becky not being able to hold her horses, and she just comes out and tells us, hey, I'm the number one draft pick for Raw. How'd you feel about that, Alex? Uh, I didn't see any horses being involved as far as being, you know... Well, she could have fucking waited and just let's, you know, <laughs> let it be told. Oh, I'm the man. I have to tell everything. That's, that's how she does, man. She's the fucking man. But, uh, yeah, Becky Lynch comes out and spoils that she's the number one pick because she can do that her words uh 
Bianca and Charlotte, I can't remember in which order, but they both join her. And they all go back and forth, and it all leads to a first-time-ever match being made between Charlotte and Bianca, which would later on uh, main event Monday Night Raw. So another good quality main event on deck for Monday Night Raw. Um, I do question them burning through a first-time-ever match like that. Yeah, because I think we said we wanted to see this. Yeah, I just... this was I wanted to see this like... As, built. Yeah, built up at a pay-per-view. But not, 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 yeah, not you know, at like, oh, hey, how about, you know... Let's just throw you guys in the ring on a Raw. First time you guys ever been in the ring. Like, oh, I mean, I think they've... A couple Royal Rumbles, I think they had some exchanges and shit like that. Yeah, but, but they never one-on-one. No, so I was kind of disappointed that that was getting burnt right through. Because that's a, I mean, shit, that's a pretty big match to have right now. Yeah, those two can steal the show. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, you know, but I guess they needed a main event for tonight or that night. It's not tonight. Um, And they got it. So, you know, this is definitely going to get people to watch. Um, So right after all this, we get another um, Jeff Hardy, Damian Priest U.S. title match. And uh, as they're in the ring, round one starts for the draft. So they make these fucking guys come out and do their entrances. And then just stand there and wait for the picture. Just so Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville can... Adam Pearce. So, number one pick, obviously, was fucking Becky Lynch, because she came out and told everybody. She already told everybody, because she can do that. Her words, right? Right. So SmackDown's next pick. And to no drama or... No climax whatsoever are the Usos. So Roman Reigns just stressed out, stressed to the Usos that if you somehow get drafted to Raw, you leave Heyman there for dead. And they didn't touch on it at all. We're like a half hour in. We didn't even see them yet. They haven't even been mentioned until... We heard they're going back to SmackDown just like that. This should have we been... Get, we get a segment with the Usos giving each other pounds and shit with Paul Heyman in the background, like, holding his chest, saying, thank God. Yeah, see, this could have been something that they... Stretched out. Stretched out at least until the end of the second hour of Raw. And then they finally get drafted to SmackDown. We didn't even get a match out of the Usos on Raw. They could have at least did that. Something. All they did was these two, they they do another backstage segment because later on in the show, Paul Heyman is walking with the Usos and the one guy, I don't know what the fuck his name is, Kevin Patrick or whatever, the interviewer comes out of nowhere and he interviews Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman dubs himself the warden of the Uso penitentiary and then Kevin Patrick asks, asks him, is that how you got Brock Lesnar to be a free agent? And the Usos got to grill him, eye him up. And, you know, now they're looking at him sideways yet again. And that's all the Usos did. I think they could have built this better like they did back in the day. Like, do do a few, like, when before you go to commercial break, just show Paul Heyman stressing out. Or do a segment backstage where the Usos threaten Paul Heyman. Like, yeah, we better go to SmackDown or this, this, and that's going to happen. Give him a match, like you said. Yeah, drag the Usos it out. Didn't even Don't have just... a fucking match. Oh look, it's a half hour into the show, and look, the Usos are going to SmackDown. So the Usos came all the way to Raw just for that. Yeah, it makes <laughs> it's stupid. Like, come on, 
whack. Tell a better story than that. So, like, and, and you had a great hook. You had Roman threaten him, like, look, you better end up on SmackDown. And if you don't, I'm expecting to possibly see Paul Heyman get his ass that, kicked by the Shit like that could have got them, a, like, more viewership for that third hour. Yeah. People would have said, yo, I want to see if, you know, Paul Heyman gets his ass kicked. Granted, going. it makes sense, you know, the Usos would be taken in the first round, being that they're the tag champions and they're part of the bloodline. But why even, like, hype that up if that's all you're going to do? Yeah, just... Big fucking disappointment. Big disappointment. But, yeah, that's, you know, WWE for you. Uh, next pick is a no-brainer, Bobby Lashley to Raw. Next one after that, another no-brainer, Sasha Banks to SmackDown. So, basically, round one was a fucking waste because <laughs> we all knew. Because Becky Lynch ruined the first pick. And everybody else just stood where they were already at. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Damian Priest beats Jeff Hardy in like a seven-minute match. And Jeff Hardy's being interviewed in the ring for whatever reason. I He just got drafted to SmackDown. He actually um, teases showing a different side of him. Were those the words he used? Yeah, he said maybe uh, getting drafted to SmackDown is a perfect opportunity to show a different side of Jeff Hardy. Or something, something like that. Like that. So... That's kind of hyping up Willow the Wisp. That's the character he had in TNA. And he's been expressing the uh, desire to bring him back and bring him to WWE because that would be the first time that character would have been brought to WWE. I don't know if I'm ready for that, to be honest. I don't remember too much about Willow the Wisp. I don't know. He looked kind of ridiculous to me. Didn't he come down with an umbrella, too? Yeah, it was It was weird. Yeah, weird. I don't know if I'm ready for that. I, I really don't know. Especially the way, uh, as, as corny as WWE shit could be these days. You know what, though? They'll, they'll love Willow the Wisp. Because, yeah, I know. That's what I'm oh, afraid of. Oh, got a mask. We can sell masks to the kids. That's what I'm afraid of. You know, and uh, the way they book Jeff Hardy, too, it's like, how much faith can you really have in that? But anyway, Austin Theory comes out, who is one of Raw's newest draft picks. And he totally just starts marking out to Jeff Hardy. He's, you know, he's trying not to be a fanboy in his in his words, but he wants a selfie with Jeff Hardy. So, you know, Jeff Hardy gives him a selfie, and then Austin Theory just levels him with a fucking clothesline, and hits him with a really dope finisher. That's like a, it's like it starts off like an F five, but it ends up with a knee to the head, and then takes another selfie with Jeff Hardy right now, <laughs> which is. Pretty fucking this funny. This would have been funny as shit had it not been Jeff Hardy. That ruined it for me. But if it was anybody else, I would have loved this. If it was Willow the Wisp, it would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know. I mean, what can we really expect yeah, out of that, Jeff That theory days? kid, he's, he's funny. He's entertaining. <laughs> he was a real dick doing that. It was it was great. I, I got a kick out of it. So I, 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 I kind of look forward to seeing what's going to come out of that. Uh, round two comes around, and we finally have a new move. Did any of us call this one? No. No, We right? didn't, and we should have. I thought Rollins was going to stay on SmackDown, but I, I guess you know, it makes sense to follow Edge. He, well, no, it makes sense to follow his wife. That too. But I, I didn't see Becky coming. I guess with Charlotte coming over... They had to put Becky on SmackDown. Yeah, because when we first talked about the draft, I didn't have Becky and Charlotte swapping. But then when it happened, 
I remember, I think I texted you and said, yo, does that mean that Rollins goes to Raw now with his wife since, you know, she, she already called it? You lost me at Becky and Charlotte swapping because my <laughs> mind just went elsewhere. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, with Charlotte coming to SmackDown, I guess we should have seen Becky going to Raw coming even before she came up and told everybody. But obviously, Becky and Seth Rollins are, you know, they're married. So, and they're two of the top stars WWE has, like, on one hand, with Roman being the top. Charlotte being one of those other... Yeah, you can't have both of them on Those four, show. and then you can take your pick for a fifth guy. Maybe you put Orton or Drew McIntyre. I'd put Orton for the, you know, longevity. Yeah. But as far as guys they're trying to push now, it would probably be Drew. But either way, you know, they're, they're not going to separate Rollins and, and Becky Lynch. They need to start keeping some of these fucking people happy. They can't lose everyone at AEW. Jesus Christ. Um, Especially not any of them. No. No, that would be really bad. These Becky and Rollins look like they're WWE through and through. Uh, and WWE better hope. Um, next pick, Intercontinental Champion Nakamura and Rick Boogs are staying on SmackDown, which also meant the next pick was Damian Priest staying on Raw. Which I was kind of disappointed I, I thought with. they were going to flip-flop. I, I was hoping they would have. I was hoping they would have. I really wanted Damian Priest on SmackDown because I thought he would have been a nice up-and-coming face that could eventually go up against Roman. Yeah, maybe lose the, the U.S. championship at some point and then get his universal title shot. You know, if it makes sense to do it the way they build him up. And honestly, Damian Priest is one of like the few guys that they've been doing a good job building lately because his U.S. title run has been pretty strong. He's been defending it every week. He's having quality matches. Yeah, he's good. I like Priest. You know, um... He's uh yeah he's just getting better. That's why I was hoping to see him on SmackDown. He should he should be on the show. That's you know getting the most viewers. Um, Nakamura I think would have fit a little better on Raw. He's Nakamura has been on SmackDown his entire main roster time. Yeah, he never moved. He's right? never been on Raw. So I was hoping to you know bring the Intercontinental title back to Raw. There's plenty of guys that he could have great matches with on, on that roster. So yeah, Priest staying on Raw and uh, Sheamus moves to SmackDown. So you're basically swapping. Sheamus for uh, Seth Rollins. Swap. We should probably just stop using the word swapping, right? Yeah. At least when we're talking about Sheamus and Seth Rollins. Yeah, I don't know. But Sheamus, uh, Sheamus went from SmackDown to Raw last year. So now he's back to SmackDown. I like Sheamus to SmackDown because it opens up new shit. I wouldn't mind Sheamus fighting for the Universal title. It, you know, have Roman retain. I honestly wouldn't mind him and Cesaro reuniting Cesaro Cesaro the bar the, the bar the bar <laughs> reuniting the bar i think you know no, I, the I bar the bar throwing a boston accent on they here. should say they should say it like that the bar <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i wouldn't mind that honestly cuz it would just strengthen the the tag division they were good as a tag team too fucking awesome they really were um, the bar so uh yeah Sheamus goes to smackdown um what else do we got here? We get round three, and AJ Styles and Amos stay on Raw. Um, Shayna Baszler goes to SmackDown, I which like is... That. I was actually um, pretty surprised. The way they've been building Shayna Baszler, I thought they would have kept her on Raw. 
because all the shit that she's been doing on Raw, you know, like breaking Nia Jax's arm and then, or elbow and breaking even Marie's elbow. I thought they would, you know, keep her on Raw and just have her, you know, just keep doing that shit. But uh, I guess she's coming to SmackDown. So maybe they have big plans for Shayna Baszler yeah, maybe finally. Yeah, wins that queen or whatever. Queen's, Queen's crown. Queen, yeah, Queen's crown thing. And, and she's on the same show as Sasha and Charlotte now. So yeah, she's got... Yeah, she can have good matches with them. We've never seen her... Well, she fought Charlotte a couple of weeks ago on Raw, but it was, it was, you know, some bullshit TV match that Charlotte won. We've never seen him in a feud. Yeah. And, like, an actual, you know, like, serious straight-up one-on-one. We've never seen her and Sasha either. You know, so Shayna has some new opponents that they can, you know, really sink each other's teeth into, you know. So it's a pretty good pick. Kevin Owens goes to Raw just like you called. I knew it. I just I just hope this means something I to him. I think it doesn't matter. I hope it's, like, I kind of feel like it's just a pit stop on his way to AEW. It really is, <laughs> man, because the fucking... The segment he's in, he goes to cut a promo and Akira Tozawa comes out and just says his bullshit about wanting to fight someone in the 24-7 division before Kevin Owens could even say a word. So Owens just turns it around, stuns him, and leaves. And the look on Kevin Owens' face, I don't know, maybe he's just selling it what just happened, but it it really looks like he just can't wait for his contract I, to expire. I, I mean, I I, that's the body language, at least. That's what I get. I hope him going to Raw means what I said, because I said he was going to go to Raw, win the Rumble, and go to WrestleMania. Hopefully, my first prediction's right. Hopefully, it's this pattern continues and he doesn't leave, but I feel like it's just a pit stop on his way out. Yeah, man. Like, Raw, their roster definitely got strengthened in this, dra- in this draft. Like, they, they took a lot from SmackDown. Um, and Kevin Owens would have a lot of great opponents, but whether or not we see it, whether or not, you know, it's treated the way it should, you know, well, like, let's see. I don't know. I just don't have much faith. It sucks. I think Kevin Owens is AEW bound by beginning of next year in winter, you well, know, and, uh, we got something to look forward to. So let's see what happens. Uh, Kevin Owens sure is also, I got something to look forward to, you know? Um, and then SmackDown, I think, was probably one of the sleeper picks of the entire draft. They get Zia Lee from uh, NXT. And once again, this SmackDown's women's roster is pretty fucking good now. Like, it, it's a brand new roster from what it was last year. You know? Um, Opens up new opportunities. Yeah, a lot of new matches we're going to see. You know? So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, we get Big E and Drew McIntyre cutting a promo on each other in the ring. And for some reason, this brings out Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. And actually, it is for a reason, because Dolph Ziggler reminds both Big E and Drew McIntyre who got them to where they were. I, I like this this whole thing, because Dolph Ziggler should be having title shots. At least, I, I'd like to see him versus Big E. I like that they touched on Dolph Ziggler being the one that brought Big E when, um, when E made his main roster jump. From NXT because he was Biggie was actually uh well he back when he was Biggie Langston he was the NXT champion when he came up yeah I remember that um for a short time and he didn't have a match because he was just you know interfering on Dolph's behalf and shit and just you know he was like Dolph's heavy yeah and um his very first match on the main roster was at WrestleMania 29. Him and Ziggler teamed up against Team Hell No for the tag titles. I was at that WrestleMania. 
So I just like hit me like I was at Biggie's first main roster fucking match. Wow. He went up against yeah he went up against Brian and Kane and he it lost was though, right? uh, Ziggler and yeah he lost yeah. Um, Brian and Kane they won. It was about like a match just over five minutes, but it was a good five minutes. Like they they put on a pretty good match for what they were given, and um, that was right before Brian got huge because later that summer is when he would beat Cena at uh, yeah. SummerSlam. You know, but, yeah, uh, man, don't, don't but it was cool for Ziggler. Bro. It was cool for Ziggler to point that out because honestly, I had forgotten that, and uh, it's weird that like 2012 and 2013 are almost. 10 years ago. Wow. It doesn't feel like it. But. See, I, I wouldn't mind a build-up between Ziggler and Big E using that exact thing. They, um, I can't remember where Ziggler got drafted to. Um, if he is on Raw, that's definitely not a bad match to have. Like, if you want a main event match on Raw for the title. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing that because, you know, obviously Ziggler could sell like a motherfucker to Big E's offense. And you know it does. It definitely does tell a good story because yeah, he he was the one that brought him up along with AJ Lee, but they won't mention her, obviously. Um, she just became like the the head of some women's wrestling thing. Yeah, I can't. What the hell was the name of it? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, this promo basically leads to a tag match that Biggie and Drew McIntyre obviously win because they're about to face each other for the title. So why wouldn't they? beat Rude and Ziggler and right after that Big E basically uh, offers him the title shot and the match is then official it's going to be a crown jewel Drew McIntyre Bobby uh, Bobby Lashley Big E and um, that's a good way for McIntyre to go out because I don't expect Drew McIntyre to win this match being that he's going to Smackdown and you know him leaving Raw putting over Big E the new champion I think that's a pretty solid way to go out. Yeah, this crown jewel is not looking too bad right now. On paper, crown jewel is looking pretty goddamn good. Uh, whether it lives up to it or not, I'm going to go with not. With Probably our experiences. Thursday in the afternoon. This is a nice stacked looking card. It is. But um, I've been to nice stacked looking cards and still left disappointed so it's very possible, you know, this is the same way, we'll you know. Um, so, yeah, round four comes around, and the Street Profits are drafted to Monday Night Raw, which anyone that pays attention, Montez Ford is married to Bianca Belair. So, yeah, so if once going. Bianca went to Raw, you know, the week before on SmackDown, obviously the Street Profits were coming. The Viking Raiders That's came to SmackDown. Called. I called that one. So... Maybe that's in effect. I would I would love to see them, A, be taken serious, and B, go up against the Usos and build to a fucking first-time-ever tag match. Do not give it away 1,000 times on fucking SmackDown before making it at WrestleMania. You know, I, I think Usos and Viking Raiders could be pretty badass. Yeah, they just gotta take the... Especially if you got Roman... They gotta in. take the Viking Raiders seriously, though. So, um, Finn Balor goes to Raw, which... That was interesting. It well, was, like but when you think about it, the Demon just lost to Roman. What more can Finn Balor possibly have to do on SmackDown yeah. now? Hey, Finn Balor's been going back and forth on Twitter with a few guys on Raw, too, so it's, it's kind of interesting. I mean, AJ. Yeah, I think They're he, on the same show he, went, he said something to Rollins, too. Yeah, that's right. Him and Rollins have a history. You know, and uh, Ricochet goes to SmackDown. You know what's funny? 
instead of giving us more ricochet and good matches and building him up and letting us see him flip around in the ring, they're giving us this jerk off with the dreads flipping around with the 24 7 yeah, exactly. on TV more than they're giving us ricochet. Exactly. Yeah, guy Makes can't no even, sense. He's not even a fucking wrestler. You know, like Ricochet has put on fucking great matches with, with Rey Mysterio when he was in Lucha Underground. I was hyped when Ricochet came over because I watched him when he was Prince Puma. I always felt like Ricochet probably could have used a little more time in NXT because he would have really got over in NXT. Yeah. He like, he, he the main roster just ruined him too soon because he could have been NXT champion. Ricochet was that good, over and he was more their style. Like, Ricochet yeah. could have been the top guy in NXT. Like, imagine him and Adam Cole. I don't even think we got that. Maybe we did. I don't know, but, like... Have to go, we have to go back and Yeah, check. like, dude, like, Ricochet could have been a top guy in NXT. He could have been a fucking champion there. And he, you know, like, then you could have bring, brought him up to the main roster and fucking destroy him. I mean, I, it's not too late for him to go back. As you've seen, from man. Gallo at this point, he, it would make it would make sense. Like it would probably revive him. You know, like he would arguably need it more than fucking Finn Balor did. Shit, Ricochet and Braun Breaker could have some good matches down there. Ricochet could have a good match with anybody. You know, um, round five comes around, and Karrion Cross, who I could give a rat's ass about, stays on Raw. Um, Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza go to SmackDown. I like that. I like that too. I like it. I wouldn't mind them being the ones to dethrone the Usos at some point. Build them up, though. I feel like wishful thinking, but I'm with you on it. I would love to see it, too, but I feel like the safer bet is or are the Viking Raiders. See, the crazy thing is I could see them... But I would love that. I could see them winning the titles from the Usos in kind of the way, like, Eddie Guerrero and Chavo won the titles. Yeah. Just, you know, like, cheating to win them. That would be a huge upset. I, I would... I'm down for that. That would be fucking awesome. I, yo, I, I'm, I'm really hyped to see what they could do. And they're on the same show as the New Day as well. So yeah. you know they're going to have awesome matches with the New Day. Um, I'm looking forward to Carrillo and Garza on SmackDown. Yeah, I was Garza's going to be a star even on his own if they ever break these. Like, see, when, we made, when we made these uh, draft predictions, they weren't even a team. No. So we had no idea. But know? I like that they were on SmackDown. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm definitely with you on that. Alexa Bliss stays on Raw. Good for her, whatever. Just keep that fucking sorry-ass gimmick in, in, the, in the ground where it belongs. Cesaro to SmackDown. Cesaro stays on SmackDown. Next. Oh, yeah. Everybody's fucking favorite. Goldberg. He comes out. The and- crowd loves this guy. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I know you don't get it. But when he, when he comes out, they're loud. Apparently, there are people that fucking love Goldberg. Yeah. You know? It's just, I don't know. I just, I really don't care to see Goldberg anymore. Never again. So he comes out, and Bobby Lashley comes out, too. And Lashley is desperately missing MVP as a mouthpiece. Look, Lashley, I feel like if, if you can clearly tell he's scripted. I feel like if he was not scripted and he was able to, you know, talk how he would talk, I hope this is not how he would talk. I, I like MVP as his mouth. He so. is great, and he would do so much better than like I know he's apparently you know recouping from his injuries. That yeah, I guess he got he got surgery, but um, Bobby Lashley is he is not a Mike guy. He, he's best kept short and sweet, you know. If, especially if you're going to script the shit out of him, you know. Um, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I feel like he, you know, what he would like to say, or would rather say, would sound a lot fucking better than what he is saying. And Goldberg ain't too much better because Goldberg just, 
Goldberg basically threatens to kill Bobby Lashley about five times in this fucking promo. So they can't say shit, but they can threaten to kill each other? No, well, they are saying shit nowadays. They oh, can't they? say you fucked up. The crowd can't say you fucked up without being bleeped out for 15 to 20 seconds. But you can threaten to kill somebody? But Goldberg could get on TV and threaten to kill Bobby Lashley. Hmm. Just, uh and Bobby Lashley actually wants this to be a no-holds-barred match, which prompts Goldberg to drop to his knees and thank him. So, yeah. I wouldn't mind Bobby Lashley just fucking mulling Goldberg. I hope that's what happens, but, you know, knowing them... Put him through a barricade, put him through a table, put him through the fucking ramp if you can. Knowing them, Goldberg's gonna fucking win. Um, the, the Hurt Business actually jumped Goldberg from behind, and he makes quick work of them, as you would imagine. And, you know, Bobby Lashley's out there just... I hope Lashley gets his hands on Goldberg's son, too, at some point. I feel like he's going to be worked into this. Maybe he tells him, like, yo, I want you to see me do this because he put his hands on you. I just, I want to see him get his fucking hands on Goldberg's son and shake him until he's unconscious. If they just have a camera pointed at Gage showing how uncomfortable he is sitting amongst... (laughs) <laughs> Nothing but Saudi Arabians being the only fucking white kid in the They're crowd. all staring at him. <laughs> then it would be worth watching the entire fucking match. So, yeah, um, we move to the sixth round. And um, Carmella goes to Raw, which honestly I'm surprised didn't happen sooner being that her... I don't know if they're married or not, but um, Adam Gr- Adam Graves, he's with the fucking Rangers from 94. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Getting late. Corey Graves. Corey Graves. Carmella is with Corey Graves in real life. And Corey Graves is the uh, color commentator on Raw. So I'm surprised Carmella was on SmackDown this entire time for like the last year or so. I don't know. Um, Then uh, Ridge Holland from NXT went to SmackDown. Of all people, like I can only name one match I've seen Ridge Holland in, and it was the like one two that weeks ago. yeah from yeah when yeah, he teamed I've with never Pete Dunne. Otherwise, not a clue. He looks, you know, he has a good look, big dude, but I just like of, of all fucking people. Yeah, I I just I don't know. I maybe it, maybe he's been doing something on NXT. I, I I've you know like again I've only been watching NXT this consistently. Since we've been doing the show, basically, yeah. if I'm going to be honest. Um, and I don't really remember much about Ridge Holland. I could have forwarded through his matches easily. Forgive me. Um, but that was pretty uh, an odd. That was a pretty odd pick for yeah, SmackDown, especially an NXT pick. You know, it would have been cool if they got fucking Pete Dunne, but I guess that would be wishful thinking. Or Walter, my God, you imagine? I think Walter is going to have a little more time in NXT. I think it would be wishful thinking that Walter's going to move to the United States because I think that's what it would take, right? I don't yeah, because I think US. he's on NXT UK. Yeah. So I think if he had... Hey, I'll, I'll take, him, would, on I'll take him on NXT, period. NXT. I mean, shit. I, I would take that. Um, but again, like I, I almost feel like Walter's another guy. I don't even want to see him come to the main roster because look what they fucking did to Karrion Cross. I ain't even allow Karrion Cross to get to get on his feet. Yeah, they buried him from the start. So yeah, I, you know what? Keep Walter the fuck away from the main roster if they know it's good for him. Um, and I, I think this is the biggest uh, surprise of this, uh, at least this night in draft. Gable Stevenson 
the Olympic gold medalist. Bro, you know what? When I saw this pick, you know what went through my head? I I think because he's not gonna be able to talk, and there was. I just, I don't know. I we don't know like, that yet. I feel like I can look at him and see that he can't. Kurt Angle probably looked like that, too. Here's the thing, though. Speaking of Kurt Angle. Right. I read something that they want Brock Lesnar to pass the torch to Gable Stevenson at some point. I think you bring Kurt Angle to be his manager and his mouthpiece. Being that Brock beat Angle at Mania. Yeah, there's a lot of... And now there's, there's a story to tell there. You know... Kurt Angle comes back like this. This is my guy, and he's coming to WrestleMania to take your throne. I could definitely see them, like, you know, like because I've I've heard that stuff too. As far as like they want Brock to you know pass the torch to him first. They gotta they gotta see whether or not he's even worthy of that. You can't just yeah, you can't just expect him to be the next Kurt Angle. Like it's gonna be that fucking easy. But if he is, I honestly would almost expect. Kurt Angle to be somewhat involved, whether or like not, but like how you're manager. saying, I think that would be pretty cool. I like how you know the one gold medalist managing the other one. Yeah, that's if Gable Stevens, Gable Stevenson needs the mouthpiece. Maybe he doesn't. Do Gable Stevenson and Brock Lesnar? And Brock gets Paul Heyman back, and then Kurt Angle and Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's definitely going to find his way back to Brock. Oh. Brock ain't going to want to cut promos. Could you imagine Kurt Angle and Paul Heyman? Be fucking awesome. Because Kurt Angle can cut a promo. Kurt Angle, here's the thing, man. We don't know if Gable Stevenson can cut a promo or not because I guarantee you, if we went back just knowing zero about Kurt Angle other than what we see in front of us, if we saw him before he even picked up a mic and he saw him came to you know come to the ring, you would probably not expect Kurt Angle to be as charismatic as yeah, he is. Yeah, probably not. So and he surprised everybody. Not just in the ring, they didn't expect him to pick up on you know, their pro wrestling so quick yeah. the way he did. Well, Kurt Angle looked like he was born to fucking do it. That's, I wonder when they're going to be So maybe if, if, well, yeah, it's got to be soon, I, w- I would assume. Because if he just got drafted to Raw, they're hot shot him yeah, right it, to fucking Raw. It doesn't Raw. bother me that he goes to Raw because that just shows you that, like, look, we're not looking at NXT as a developmental brand now. It's its own thing now. We're not just going to send guys down there to get. Let's you know see how I mean? good Stevenson is. Let's see how good he you know is what, because bro? we'll be able to tell if he would have benefited from being in NXT. He's a shoot wrestler. He's going to take to the ring like a fish takes to water. Kurt Angle did it. Brock Lesnar did it. I mean, ideally, you but know. Dolph Ziggler was a shoot wrestler. Right. A, lot of, a lot of shoot wrestlers take to this shit. That's, like that's a good you point. You know what I'm saying? That's a good so point. So I expect him to be really good in the ring. That is a good point. I forgot about Ziggler. Ric Flair was the one that bigged up Ziggler as being like a legit badass Cause I think he's. I think he. Uh, he went to Kent State. Yeah, he had, He was he's really got, good like, there. He he's has got a record like records like in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nick Nemeth. You know. So, so. Th- these guys that have shoot wrestling backgrounds, they when they get in the ring, they're really good. Right. So if you know if that's the case, then he'll have that going for him. If Gable Stevenson doesn't have the mic skills, bring Kurt Angle in to give him a mouthpiece. Well, we'll see. I mean, I, I I'm assuming we're gonna see Gable Stevenson. Fairly soon. Kurt Angle should be involved in this some because he was the first. He pro- he probably will. They probably they won't do it right away because he has to make his own name first. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because like if you just throw Kurt Angle with him immediately, all people are gonna do is just fucking look at Kurt Angle. They they're gonna wait to see what he does or if Stevenson does anything to him. You know they're just they're gonna the the, the attention is gonna be on Kurt Angle. You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so we're probably gonna see him soon. So uh, our questions may be answered. 
Sami Zayn went to SmackDown too. I don't Sami Zayn is the last pick. Of course he is because now he has something else to fucking. And he stays on at. SmackDown, right? Yeah, and I'm fine with that because I want Zayn on SmackDown. Fuck that. And this is like the first time him and Owens ever been split up. Oh shit! They're always on the same brand. You're right. He has something to complain about being the last. Of course, pick. you have to. It makes sense. Sami Zayn. Is he already did? He tweeted something about it. He tweeted like the words "last" in Damn. capital letters. Like he was like "last." That's what I'm worth, huh? <laughs> like the very fucking last pick. Of course, Sami Zayn's Mister Irrelevant. Wow. Was it the last round? It was the last round. We did end up getting Charlotte and Bianca, and uh, it was a good match. And Bianca and Charlotte trading back and forth. Bianca's about to win after she hits a KOD on Charlotte, and Becky yanks her out of the fucking ring. Throws her into the steps, causing a disqualification. And uh, Becky thinks she's standing tall, and Sasha Banks comes out of nowhere and starts kicking her ass. And it wound up being Sasha Banks standing tall at the end of Raw. So that was Raw. And you're looking at it now. SmackDown's roster is as follows. So they also had like supplemental drafts at the end of, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to go through all that shit because we don't have time. Um, Aaliyah from NXT got drafted to SmackDown. You got Angel Garza, and I'm going by alphabetical order. Um, Ashanti, Ashanti the Adonis from Hit Row. B-Fab from Hit Row. Cesaro. Cesaro. Um, what else we got Flair. here? We got Charlotte Flair, the fucking queen herself. Drew Gulak, for anyone that still cares about Drew Gulak. I, he is a hell of a wrestler, but who knows how much of him we're going to see on SmackDown. Uh, is that the guy that Daniel Bryan... Gave the spotlight to last year. He had a hell of a match with him. Yeah, he like wanted chamber. to give him a little bit of a push. I remember. Great, he, is, he is a good wrestler. Great match. He's from Philly, too. Uh, Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan had a, a, a great match at Elimination Chamber 2020. I believe it was the opener. It was the best match of the night by far. Um, you ever get a chance, go on to Pete Cunt and find it. The Cunt. Catch it on the Cunt. So uh, after Drew Gulak, Drew McIntyre, we already went through that. Eric and Ivar... From the Viking Raiders, you got Happy Corbin and fucking Madcap Moss. You got Humberto Carrillo, Isaiah Swerve Scott from Hit Row. You got Jeff Hardy, Jimmy and Jay Uso, Jinder Mahal, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Mansoor and Ali, Naomi, Natty Nyhart, Rick Boogs, Tony Storm. Shanky. Shanky is by himself on is he SmackDown. Really? No, he's not. He's no, with he has gender. Veer is by himself on Raw. That's what it is. All right. So, hey, you know what? Shanky can still take ass weapons for gender. It works. Yeah, Shanky's nowhere near. I don't even think Shanky should be on the main roster. I would just like to see squash matches with Roman Reigns and Shanky. <laughs> Shanky getting his ass kicked. <laughs> just keep week. putting him on the fucking guillotine choke. Be great. <laughs> Eat a couple Superman punches, call it a night. Uh, it'll be worth it just for that. Yeah. Or see Cesaro swing Shanky's him. Shanky's a waste. See Cesaro swing him, like, the fucking 40 times. WWE a- is smart for putting Tony Storm on SmackDown. They know what they're doing. Chizzeeks. Putting them cheeks on Friday nights. I'll watch. What's Raw got now? So- and it makes sense that Raw has more. Well, yeah, they have an extra extra hour, but man, they they really fucking suck the life out of SmackDown, man. AJ Styles, Akira Tozawa, Alexa Bliss, Angela Dawkins, Apollo Crews, Austin Theory, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Big E, Bobby Lashley, Carmella, Cedric Alexander, Chad Gable, Commander Aziz, a.k.a. Dabakato, 
Baba Tunde Dabakato. I just call him Big Jerk Off. Big Jerk Off is on Raw. You can find him on Raw. With his fucking Nigerian nail. Damian Priest, Dana Brooke, Dolph Ziggler, Dominic Mysterio, Dewdrop, Drake Maverick, Edge, Finn Balor, Gable Stevenson, Jackson Riker, John Morrison, Karrion Cross, Keith Bearcat Lee, <laughs> Bearcat, Kevin Owens, Liv Morgan is on Raw now. Wow. Liv Morgan. Hopefully she gets treated well. It'll be cool to see. Maya Yim is on Raw. Who's married to the Bearcat? Montez so what Ford. does that make her, the bear kitten? I no, guess. the bear cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I ain't touching that. <laughs> Montez Ford, MVP, Nia Jax, Nikki A.S.H. Can we get a superhero? Superhero! Thank you. It's been a while. Omas, not Otis, but... Chotis. I had to get that one out. R-Truth, Randy Orton... Reggie, a.k.a. Jerry. The Jerkoff. Jerry the Jerkoff with the 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 dreads. Rey Mysterio, Rhea Ripley, Riddle, Bobby Roode, Seth Rollins, Shelton Benjamin, (laughs) T-Bar. T-Bar. Hopefully he gets his name back to Dominic Dijakovic. Why did they change it? Because T-Bar is so much easier to say. T-Bar and the Bear Cat. Had some really good matches before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please have these matches now so we can call T-Bar and the Bearcat matches. T-Bar versus the Bearcat. They had Cat. great fucking matches, they did. too. On NXT and even before NXT. And like now... On the Indies. On we Raw, gotta get that on jokes. Raw. Well, they did split him and Mace up. Oh, So okay. we are gonna get... I guarantee you we're gonna get T-Bar and the Bearcat. We got him. Maybe crack open some Sam Adams while we're at it. (laughs) Tamina, Tegan Knox, The Miz, Veer, and Zelina Vega. That is the raw roster. So I told you, Veer is by himself. I did hear a rumor, though, that Vince McMahon wanted to implement that wild card shit again. Yeah. Because, you know, that's where a person from the roster goes. So maybe that's another reason why. Why even have any of this then? Why do we just spend a whole fucking show talking about this and just going to wild card us? I have no idea. Fuck Vince McMahon. That's so nice to say. Anyway. For the kids. That's the fucking draft. For the kids. For the kids. The kids don't even know who's who and what's who's on what. I got kids and they don't even care for this shit. (laughs) They don't care who's on what. They just want to know when fucking John Cena's coming back. No, my son actually asked me, like, where the fuck did Bray Wyatt go? <laughs> He'll be on the other channel very soon. And, oh, I guess notable to uh, mention the free agents. John Cena, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, Bailey, and Asuka. I had Asuka going to SmackDown. Wow, I still yeah, hope she that didn't happens. get drafted. She's hurt. Yeah, Bailey's hurt. Asuka had an arm in a sling. Sorry, arm. Fucking Boston won't come out of um, it. Um... Um, Your favorite wrestler is Bret Hart. Bret Hart, the Hart Foundation. He puts people in the shop shooter. And then my second favorite tag team is the Hotties. All right. <laughs> fucking be here all night. What the fuck were we talking about? We're closing out the draft. Monday yeah. Night Raw is over. It is. And so is this fucking segment because we got a second anniversary AEW Dynamite show to talk about. And we're going to get to it right after this. All right, so that was the whole draft overall. 
We told you who jumped sides, whatever, swap back and forth. Alex, you get a kick out of the swapping, don't you? Depending on who we're talking about. But uh, now we're going to get into the AEW Dynamite episode. And this match kicked it off, right? The tag team match between... We get the eight-man tag. Jurassic uh, Express. Jurassic Express, Christian, Brian Danielson versus the Elite. Consisting of Kenny Omega, Adam Cole, and... The Young Quiffs. Or Young Cucks, whichever one you prefer. Or if you just prefer to call them by their real names, the Young Bucks, that's also appropriate. Yeah, I just, I, I don't like them. So, you know. It's all good. It's all good. You're not the only one. Um, so yeah, you know, like for the first 10 minutes of this match, it's about, you know, your normal silly shit. It comes with the Young Bucks. We get the stupid spot where Adam Cole... Has Jungle Boy in a camel clutch, and the Young Bucks once again hit the ropes as fast as can be for like five times just to both kiss Adam Cole on the cheek. Stupid shit. Yeah. Um, when it finally gets to Brian and Omega is when it gets really good. Um, they start off just like any other fucking match does in AEW, trading forearms. Although these forearms did look pretty stiff, so, uh, you know, not John Moxley forearms that, you know, tap you in the face. They're not like the Minoru Suzuki ones? No. Oh. No. At least these connect, but, you know, I, I could deal without the whole, you know, starting off trading forearms and chops and punches, because, you know, fights don't start that way. <laughs> like, I hit you and then you hit me. And we'll Maybe just keep going. Too drunk, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, these guys aren't drunk, so they can't use that as an excuse. So, um, so yeah, Brian and Omega, they start, you know, heating things up. We see, um, you know, good action. Brian does a signature, you know, flip in the corner, flying clothesline bit. Hits him with a hurricanrana from the top rope. Also puts on, uh, well, no, he doesn't put on. Okay, ignore the cop siren in the background. <laughs> Alex lives on top of the bar. Yeah, so... Can we fucking, talk about Luchasaurus? Dude, we're getting there. Would, the to, best part the of the cop siren just with him. The cop siren just fucking threw me yeah. off. Brian hits Kenny Omega with a tiger suplex. He turns it into cattle mutilation. And while he's in this hold, it leaves him exposed for Nick Jackson to hit a pretty sick senton bomb, or swanton bomb, really, on to Brian while his back is off the ground. It looked pretty brutal. Um, really nice spot. I think it's when Luchasaurus gets tagged in and he starts taking all four of them on at once. And I know you you yeah, get a real that, kick out of this part. Luchasaurus is the man, man. He just starts beating everybody's ass. I really get a kick out of the double choke slam when he has like one guy by the throat with his left hand, like in an awkward position, but the other guy in his right hand. And then he throws the guy in his right hand onto the guy in his left. Yeah, um, and, and the crazy shit is this dude does choke slams, but then does backflips. <laughs> the backflips I can do without because you're you're too fucking big to be doing that shit. But he does them smooth, man. Yeah, but he missed Adam Cole when he tried to do it. Like he did a standing moonsaw, and his fucking his his face barely lands on Adam Cole. Like, dude. He's. I'm, I'm assuming he's like six nine, six like no, around six five. Six five, really? Yeah. He looks taller than that. Well, look who he's in the ring. Yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. yeah, you're right. He's with a bunch of guys. I was, but like, he doesn't need to be doing fucking flips like that, man. Like, 
He should. He ought to cut yeah, that yeah, shit out. Yeah, that's the best part. But the fucking part they're right here, to give where him the power bomb and it's, all four uh, members of the elite they gang up on him because he is fighting them off, and impressively, might I add. But it gets to look ridiculous because Kenny Omega attempts a sit-out powerbomb with the help of Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. And they all just fucking completely ruin it. And he sells it still. He sits down, literally sits down and places him on the mat. Like, I guess he lost his balance and there was no impact whatsoever. And just, they try to get too cute. And that's what fucking happens. You know? And Luchasaurus uh, still sells that botched powerbomb. Well, he took a low blow before it, so I guess you can sell that. But still, it just looked fucking terrible. It was the worst sit-out powerbomb I've ever fucking seen. And it took four people to do it. So, yeah. um, There are some pretty cool spots in here. Brian does fight off all four of them at once. Nailing all four of them with vicious fucking forearms. Brian Danielson is, like, he, he always brings it, man. It's just, it's fucking idiots outside. From the bar. Yeah. Um, Come on. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. Uh, Jungle Boy gets tagged in, and uh, he basically eats a fucking a BTE trigger from all four at the same time. It's four knees to the fucking head and face. Wow. Don't forget to mention that one of the young quiffs is wrestling with what seems to be like a fuzzy tiara on his head. It's Nick Jackson. Then you wonder why I can't call him by the Yeah, I, I really don't believe you at all. Just, I can't, man. So, yeah, the elite pick up the win. Even though we had impressive outings from the likes of Luchasaurus, Brian Danielson, obviously. Um... After this, we get CM Punk to come out. <sighs> if we could just please ignore the stupid bullshit going on outside. Anyway. Don't listen to the jerk-offs outside. Listen to the jerk-offs talking about wrestling. Yeah. Focus. So CM Punk, he comes out and cuts a promo there in Philadelphia. And he talks about how he used to live there. And, you know, he even mentions how people are still not tired of him. Raise your hand if you're tired of CM Punk in this fucking love fest. We both have our hands raised in case you're wondering. Or just say I. 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 Yeah, enough with this shit, man. Yeah, I want to see evil heel CM Punk. I just want to see Punk in a fucking angle, in a feud. Enough with this, like, every city he goes to. Hey, guys, I'm back. I love you, too. Like, CM Punk fucking, like, was so vocal about hating his fans more than anybody I've ever any other wrestler the thing that he was fighting the most you live long enough to see yourself become the villain there you go that's a perfect quote for that guy fucking CM Punk and after his promo doesn't he give that little quiff that looks like uh, Daniel Garcia they have a match on Rampage and it's like oh okay so all this shit you're in love with Philly you offered him cheesesteaks and just so you can wrestle Daniel Garcia. But he gives that kid the sneakers, right? Yeah, he gave the kid. He gave the Orange Cassidy cosplayer. What do you uh, tell him? Don't sell him on eBay? Some shit like that? If that kid is has half a fucking brain in him, he's selling those on eBay. So after this, we get a very interesting Cody Rhodes and Arn Anderson. This was fucking dumb. 
It's so dumb, but it's like this is the follow-up to one of AEW's best promos. So apparently Hart Anderson's waiting outside of Cody Rhodes' house with a barrel that's on fire, and he has like one of his expensive suits in there, Cody Rhodes' expensive suits. Cody Rhodes comes out from his house, and he's upset that he's burning one of his expensive suits, and Arn Anderson's basically saying he's gotten soft. On hit him with a little clever line. I liked it. So he asks for his tie. He asks for Cody Rhodes' tie. And as Cody Rhodes is giving it to him, Arn Anderson basically says, why don't you uh, just paint a star on your face? <laughs> Obviously referencing star. I can't stand. I can't stand Cody Rhodes. Can we call him Chody Rhodes? <laughs> I'm, I, I love you know what I Otis like already this? has the Chode nickname. I know, but Chody Rhodes. Chody Rhodes. <laughs> but yo, I like that Arn Anderson is getting some TV time because he's an old school guy that like you don't want to see him wrestle, but it's cool to see him around. And well, he's, no, we don't want to see him wrestle. He's fucking like in his seventies. He has to be first with the Glock line. Now why, why don't you paint the star on your face? It, it, it's this cool segment shit. was worth it for that line only, because like the rest of the segment was completely fucking yeah, pointless. Yeah, I, I didn't. He just threw a tie in the. He threw. Well, he smacked Cody first. That was good too. And he said, "You threw us away." Smacked Cody right in his and face. And then Cody takes the the tie and throws it in the the fire himself. And then the segment just ends, and we don't see anything about it ever again. We don't hear anything about it. This this is an ongoing theme for Cody Rhodes segments. For the like, show, too, because the Usos did the same thing. Leave them for dead, and we never heard anything about it again. They just got drafted. Yeah. Now we don't know nothing about why Cody's tie got thrown into a barrel of fire. Well, it's just like Arnis is just standing outside of his house. And, yeah, while the Stardust reference was pretty funny and, you know, clever, just like nothing gets explained. Like after that promo, you just do some pre-tape bullshit like that. Cody Rhodes is his so he tries so hard and he just comes out being like anticlimactic. You know, like all how many times has he had a brawl with somebody in the crowd and then the segment just ends, they go to commercial and then you don't hear a thing about he just it. Just left one there. There's just no follow up. It looks so important and intriguing and it, and it, and it, it hooks you in and it's over. Next week or 2 weeks from now. You know, so that's just Cody Rhodes for you. But we get uh, our next match, which is a pretty solid match. TNT title match. Sammy Guevara's first defense. And it's against Bobby Fish, who's apparently making his AEW debut. And I believe after this match, he was officially AEW. Officially oh. All Elite. So that he just went in there and had a match before signing the contract? I guess the Forbidden Door was open. And, uh, so can before, you make a tag team and be used as extras on Dynamite? I mean, I'd rather not. Job out to Wardlow and MJF? I don't want to job out to Wardlow. <laughs> I'll fight Wardlow because I'm, I'm a little bit big guy. I'll, I, can I mean, I'll, if you want to take a handicap match, I'll, I'll, I'll record it. I'll oh. get it all on my phone. It's fucking great to put for the Instagram page. That's for damn Some sure. <laughs> Remind me never to get into a fight in front of you. Yeah, right. Fucking Sammy Guevara and Bobby Fish, they get about 10 minutes in, and uh, Sammy Guevara, I know how you feel about him. I know how you do. Hey, you notice his name is Sammy Guevara, Spanish God, SG, SG. Yeah, that's the, that was, I think that was the point. Is Pretty it? sure, yeah. Pretty sure that's the point. Um, but Sammy Guevara, 
Say what you want. I know you call him Sammy Quiffar, which I, I, I do like. Look at this. His fucking haircut is like, what are you doing? He looks like Johnny Bravo. He pulls off some cool moves, though. No, He's Johnny fucking... Bravo was built. This kid looks like... I'm, just, I'm saying as far as the hair goes. Yeah. But the one move in here where he's, you know... He leapfrogs Bobby Fish. Then he backflips Bobby Fish on his way back. He hits him with a fucking dropkick. All, like... With hardly any time to fuck up. And then he kicks up showboating, like hot dogging. And it's like, damn, Sammy Guevara, say what you want. The dude's dude's fucking good. He knows he's good. He knows he's good. You know, so you see some impressive shit. I think it's just his face. He looks like Michael Jackson, like, transitioning from black to white. He's, like, I just, I don't like his face. And I think it's the hair, too. The hair is just, I just typical like douchebag hair. Ass. I really think I can kick Sammy Guevara's ass. Well, that's so a match I would love to. to that's a match I would love to see. And um, if you happen to lose that, I'm sorry, but nah, bro, I'm that treating would be him hilarious. Like Brock Lesnar would treat him. Watch, I'm telling you, I think I can kick his ass. All right. Anyway, was this the main event? No, it definitely was not oh. the main event. No, this is like the second match of the card. Oh, I could have seen it, but um, and I do like the go to hell. The GTH, I think he calls it, where it's basically the go to sleep, but he has you laying on your back rather than on your stomach when he's on your shoulders. And he still hits you with a vicious knee. If anything, it looks even like like more impactful. Yeah, it looks like it actually fucking connects. Because you can definitely get your hands up for a go to sleep. You know what I mean? Like some people, they can hide it better than others. You know, but sometimes you can tell. Like a torture rack position. Yes, and then. And then flips you. To the knee that's nearest his head. So now not only are you getting flipped in the air. You're catching see, a knee before you, can, you yeah, even that, fucking that's land. That's way more Yeah, because you're getting to like tossed upside down with a fucking knee on that's the way That's a cool finisher. Can I try it? Yeah. You have a kid. <laughs> you have a 12-year-old. <laughs> He'd probably do it to me. Yeah, hopefully. He already kicks, his, he already kicks your ass in basketball, right? No, he doesn't do that. But um, Sammy Guevara retains his uh, very first... TNT title defense. Um, speaking of TNT title, there is a new championship that's introduced. This is shit is corny. The TBS, the TBS championship. Ti- I will what? say this. The TBS title itself, the belt itself does look nice. It's I like the, the baby blue with the navy blue. I get it. It's cool. It's the same thing but as the why TNT does title. it have to be the TBS title? Can, well, it's the same thing as the belt we... We're just talking about it. It's well, the same it's design. Colors. It's different colors, though. Okay. I know, but it, I'm saying as, as far as the look itself looks cool, but and, and here's why does it have to be the AEW TBS is, AEW fans, they'll eat this up, but then they'll sit here and say, oh, WWE uses the same titles for everything, and but it's just one thing that's okay for one, it's not okay for the other. I think the title, I like the idea of a mid-card title for the women, but I just not don't... Not AEW. I just don't like the TBS title, like... Not an Are AEW. we gonna make like an MTV title? Well, or maybe I mean, a BET title. If there was a fucking Food Network title, Chris Jericho would be the reigning champ. Yeah, he would. <laughs> you know, maybe you give Orange Cassidy the Comedy Central Championship because he's a fucking joke. But yeah, man, um, the TBS title. First off, the the AEW women's roster ain't deep enough to have a secondary title for the women. That's just the truth. 
What do they have? Britt Baker and that's it? No, I mean, they have their few, but, like, these are all women that could be just going for the women's title. They I mean, Ruby Wolf Wolf ain't that bad. But to me, like, the only other title they were talking about was... The, the, I, I'm, I'm actually surprised that they didn't debut a trios title because that's the fucking... That's a, a championship that people, uh, apparently people want. And I'm like, I get that there's, like, 18 stables in AEW. That doesn't mean you should get a championship for that. I, I don't know about... Like, I don't want to see a trios a, a title. A trio title where it's, like... I don't want to see. So that you mean if WWE tags. had one, the Shield would have held it like that? I don't want to see a six-man tag division. Yeah, that, that, that's stupid. That gives you too much room to not use. It's just guys. gonna be spot fests. Yeah, it, it, and it's like, oh, you know what? We like, don't got enothing for you. Go to the six-man tag. Yeah, division. like we don't have it's enough not... of that shit in AEW as it is. Like there are some really greatly contested matches in AEW, and then there's matches where it's just nothing but fucking spot fest after spot fest, and that's all that would be. Like, there's enough of that shit. We don't need a six-man tag division. I mean, it, it was kind of cool that they had the their main world title. You could do a cruiserweight title. fucking title because you have plenty of people that would, you know, for a division in that, most of your fucking roster. Yeah, 90% of them are cruiserweights. <laughs> but, I mean, titles. you know, like, just, I don't get it, man. The TBS There title. is a certain thing as, there's, like, there's a such thing as, that's a certain, what an idiot. There is a such thing as too many belts. There is a such thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I no, well, yeah, and it's the thing because they get on WWE for doing that. And yeah, the, there is a thing known as too many titles. To me, it's just I don't know. Well, WWE definitely has too many titles, without a doubt. A such thing. Well, such a thing. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying anymore. There is a such. Thing. There is a thing called too many belts. Yes, there is. There is. And Mike is gonna figure out what that thing is called. <laughs> But yeah. Well, I'm staring at Alex's face, and it's just, you know, kind of uh, fucking up my equilibrium. Good save. Um, but yeah, um, the TBS oh. title to me, the woman's uh, the woman's roster in AEW is not deep enough for a secondary title. I think they could have just not. I think AEW has enough titles. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was getting. At. Yeah, I mean the T the TNT title, which is a TV title. You can, if you want to call it that, fine, whatever. What's funny is that. Dynamite is moving to TBS in uh, the beginning of the year. The beginning of the new year. So now what? So I believe Rampage is still on TNT. I think. I think. Don't, don't well, hold me to that. What does that do for the TNT title? <laughs> if Rampage isn't on TNT, that's a great question. I can't answer that for you, though. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. But we also get Dante Martin, who... Um, Chucky Finster. Mike knows is Chucky Finster from the Rugrats. All, all He's Chucky Finster, all grown up. Yeah, that, that's Chucky Finster in a wrestling ring. He, he needs the green shorts and the purple glasses. But he is pretty talented. He's uh, He could stand to put on a couple pounds you know, of muscle. But like you said, a lot of people on AEW can. But he, he does do some pretty crazy shit in the ring. And uh, for some reason, he's making an open challenge. Tony Schiavone's in there interviewing him. And um, he makes an open challenge and the fucking lights go out. And that means only one guy, Malachi Black. So uh, Chucky Finster turns around and, you know. Gets he, spit in the face. He gets Black Miss in the face, followed by um, uh, the spinning heel kick. And this one actually connected with his head. And lights go out, 
And they come back on again, and Malachi Black gets on the mic, says he accepts the challenge. So uh, I think this match will be pretty cool. Um, I think they'll probably give Dante Martin a little bit too much offense, for my liking at least, which is why it'll be a good match. I mean, yeah, you look. Chuck, at, Chucky could do some moves. You look at Dante Martin, and he looks like he should. I don't want to say enhancement talent because he is better than that, but he's not a guy that should be having too much of a competitive match with Malachi Black. We all know he is. There's going to be a commercial break in this match and a picture in picture, just in case you you know you miss anything. And Malachi Black's going to win. They do that a lot on AEW. Almost every goddamn match. Um, he'll win, but it'll go on too long. It definitely will. Um, I should have mentioned. Now I'm a little late, but I'm going to fucking mention it anyway. So after Sammy uh, Guevara got his win on Bobby Fish, he gets the ring surrounded by uh, what's the name of these fucking guys? Dan Lambert's team. American Top Team. American Top Team team or whatever is that, is that what, what kind of fucking name is that so stupid it's an MMA thing it's like a big known gym okay amongst the MMA crowd they could have came up with a better fucking name than that Jesus Christ hell I think Bruce Pritchard could have came up with a better name than that um but yeah American top team they go and jump Sammy Guevara Junior Dos Santos Scorpio Sky Dan Lambert's all cheering it on and shit well mention that Junior Dos Santos gives some horrible forearms uh, I am not also going to fail to mention that Junior Dos Santos, when Chris Jericho and Jake Hager make the save, Chris Jericho and Junior Dos Santos are trading punches, okay? They're trading res- fake, phony fucking wrestling punches. And Junior Dos Santos goes down to Chris Jericho and gets out of the ring. Are you fucking kidding me? Wow. Former UFC heavyweight champion. Just sold for Chris Jericho off of a weak right hand. I couldn't believe I saw that. This is why I give AEW so much shit for stuff like this. I couldn't believe I saw that. That's Junior Dos Santos. Long story short, Dan Lambert and Chris Jericho, they trade barbs on the mic, as they always do. Um, I will point out that Dan Lambert called Philadelphia a shit stain of a town. He didn't even call him a city. Wow. <laughs> um... We get a, what's his name? Darby Allen has a match with a guy way bigger than him, but it's somehow a squash match in favor of Darby Allen. Wow. <laughs> Which, whatever. This guy must be a bad motherfucker. Who are we talking about? Darby Allen. Okay. guys two times the size. So he wasn't that bad because um, he gets to the, later on in the show, he's interviewed backstage by some old guy with glasses that I, I can't put a name on. I would like to know why he's interviewing backstage for AEW because I've never seen him in my life. Um, but he goes to inform Darby Allen, like right in the parking garage, that um, him and MJF are to fight next week on Dynamite. That should be good. And Darby Allen says, you know, I thought he'd never, I thought he'd never challenge me. So as... That interview finishes, a fucking limo pulls up right in front of Darby Allen. And Darby Allen appears to know that this is about him, so he takes his shirt off. He's ready for who comes out of the of the limo. Just to get nailed in the back by a chair by someone with a fucking mask. 
And actually, a lot of people thought it was retribution. <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of tell it was Sean Spears through the mask. Sean just, Spears, that's the perfect that's 10. That's the perfect right? 10. It's Ty Dillinger. He's corny anywhere he goes. Yeah. He thinks by having a fucking weirdo haircut makes him stand out. Yeah, some people are just, no matter what promotion yeah. you go to, you're fucking Like, corny. dude, you can have a kid and play haircut all you want. Like, you're still a fucking herb. Yeah, he's just he's been garbage since he first showed up. Just no one cares. Anyway. Um, he is part of the pinnacle, though. The pinnacle is behind this attack. They're all masked up, as if you don't know who the fuck they are. But... Clearly, Wardlow, FTR, they're putting the fucking, <laughs> putting a beating to this poor fucking bastard. They drive, they, they like fucking run him into a stop sign. Like, it looks like he legit goes at first. Like, he's taking a whooping. And then MJF, well, the masked MJF, you know, you can't confirm it, but you know it's him. He comes out with a skateboard, skates himself to uh, to a beaten Darby Allen and he starts choking him with the skateboard and chucks the skateboard. I think I would have enjoyed this. It was a nice little segment. Darby Allen got his ass handed to him. And uh later on in the show it's revealed that he won't be able to get cleared in order to have his match with MJF. Oh. So good heel move. Putting heat on MJF because obviously this is a match like you just expressed earlier. I'll watch that. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, including you, are not going to be able to watch that now. Yeah. So now you want to see MJF get his fucking ass handed to him. Now you want to see Darby Allen get his revenge. I could see this being at full gear. I, mean, I believe some that's. I want to see that, but I still want to see MJF kick his ass a little more. Well, I want to see that too. But I'm just saying. But from a story standpoint. I, I can, yeah, I can understand, mm-hmm. you know, you're pissing people off because they were going to get it next week, but now you really want to see Darby Allen. Get his hands on MJF. You and I want to see MJF just do more and more and more and more and more to, that, yeah, to Darby I'd, I'd, Allen. I'd like to see him ride the I like Darby Allen, Allen, but it's it's fun seeing him get his ass kicked if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be quite honest. But yeah, it's uh I, I think we see that at full gear. It's a good way to hype it up. Is that close? I wanna say so. I think it's in November. Oh, all right. So, yeah, they got time to build that. They got about, you know, a couple weeks. Got a few weeks. I want to say it's early November. I need to hear a little more of MJF, like, verbally ripping into Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like we're going to get that. So, uh, the main event. I'm going to skip a few matches that don't matter. I'm going to go right to the main event, and it's the casino ladder match. And it's between Pac, Andrade, John Moxley, Lance Archer, Orange Cassidy, Matt Hardy, and the Joker. The Joker is a surprise entrant. And I say entrant because casino ladder match starts with two people. And I believe it's every two minutes someone else comes out. And this one started with... It's a cool concept. It's pretty cool. So you get a bit of a Royal Rumble feel to it without the over-the-top rope shit. Um, you know, and it works it's when you have It's kind of like multiple. a Royal Rumble and a Money in the Bank match mixed right. together. Right, yeah. That, that's, what I, that's what I take out yeah, of it. Yeah, it's a cool concept. You know, like and instead of a briefcase, they got a chip dangling. Um, like a poker chip, not a fucking tortilla chip. Yeah, some asked why I thought like a Pringle, <laughs> a Pringle. You know, a barbecue. No. Um, but yeah, a poker chip, and um, it's a pretty cool concept. Now I thought about it. it. Started with um with Pack and Orange Cassidy. 
And Orange Cassidy, I'm sorry. You know what? I appreciate Orange Cassidy for being in this match because he took an ass kicking in this. And he basically was everybody's whooping boy. Oh, all right. That, I so I, I was like, that. all right, because I'll be damned if he wins this fucking match and he fights Kenny Omega for the title. But he took a lot of abuse, which I was a fan of. Uh, the first guy to come out after the two minutes were up was Andrade. And I remember Andrade having like the first really big spot of the match. Um, he hit Pac or Pac. I don't know. Is it Pac or Pac? I don't feel right calling him Pac. I don't want to call him Neville. He's not Neville anymore. Call him Neville, fuck. No. He's not Neville. He's Pac. Bastard. Call him the fucking bastard. There you go. Just call him the bastard. You know. But yeah, so Bastard takes a fucking sunset flip off the top of the ladder here. That sunset flip powerbomb wasn't bad either. Yeah. Andrade, him and Pac, Pac, however the fuck you say it, pick up right where they left off. Um, I can't remember who was the next guy that came out. I I want to say it was Lance Archer. And the funny thing about Lance Archer coming out. What's his name? The Thunderhawk? The, the th- <laughs> is that what it is? Thunderhawk? The Thunderhawk. No, the Murderhawk. The Murderhawk monster. All right? Oh. Fucking get it right. What's the Thunderhawk? I don't know what the I'm fuck a Thunderhawk right is. What's a Murderhawk? Like okay, no. Lance Archer wasn't the next one out. It was Matt Hardy. Fucking Matt Hardy, still doing his version one. Every time he does that, I always hear his his music in the background. Oh, yeah! It's like the ultimate fucking Herb music, man. He just did it, I can't help but laugh. If he came out to his version one music, I'd be a Matt Hardy fan. He's dressed like old school Matt Hardy. Well, I mean, what's the difference between him and new school Matt Hardy when he's not broken? When he was that broken shit, his hair was all like... Fuzzy, and he had different pants on, didn't he? he now he got like the. Now he has the cargos back on again. Not the cargos, the fucking cargos. The cargos. Come on, come on now. You know the rules. Boston accident or anything that has an AR on it. Going forward. I could, I could dig that. All right, we could do that. <laughs> so yeah, Lance Archer comes out on the fucking commercial break, just in case. You thought he was going to win? Think again. Because they had him come out in the picture in picture. The picture in picture. You can't really Bostonize that you one. You can. I just did. All right. You can try. So here comes the Thunderhawk. The th- it's the Murderhawk. I'm going to call him the Thunderhawk. Why? Ain't nobody getting murdered on wrestling. No one's getting thundered either. Oh, Goldberg is apparently going to fucking attempt to murder Bobby Lashley. Is that a real thing, getting thundered? I don't know, but you said no one's getting murdered. I'm saying no one's getting thundered. Mikey Bravo brings the thunder. So this is what annoys me here. The fucking murder hawk here. Lance Archer basically proves he's the biggest idiot in AEW. As he's opening the ladder, about seemingly with no one about to interrupt him, he, he, he could be the number one contender if he really wants, but he sees the clock ticking down. And he stops dead in his tracks. And he waits for our favorite asshole, John Moxley, to come out from the crowd. So what does Murderhawk here do? He meets him in the crowd. He doesn't try to win the match. All by himself in the fucking ring, he meets him in the wow. crowd. This, this Murderhawk, Thunderhawk, Beaverhawk, whatever he is, whatever <laughs> kind of fucking hawk he is. I think, looks, I, I think I'm think i going to take the nickname Beaverhawk. 
If you don't mind. <laughs> I like that. He looks like Lex Ron- Beaverhawk James. It's better than fucking Bearcat. I'll tell you that much. He looks like Braun Strowman without the muscles. <laughs> Beaverhawk. <laughs> fucking Beaver. Leave it to Beaverhawk. There you go. Yeah, Lance Archer is a fucking idiot. And, like, he just basically showed the whole world that he's the biggest moron in AEW. He looks like a knockoff Zangief. He looks like a knockoff wrestler. <laughs> it's like a fucking... Like, someone just got too drunk or too high playing SmackDown and created a wrestler. And I'm going to give him a red <laughs> braid. <laughs> he really does look like that. Fucking murder it, hawk. And still, look. He had match. the match won for, like, two, times. two minutes with no interruption. Like, Jesus, man. Unbelievable. And it prompts the last guy to come out, the Joker. The Joker wound up being Hangman Adam Page. Ooh. Making his return. I, I'm starting to warm up to Adam Page. I feel like he's one of the he's like one of the originals that probably should and probably will get the world title. He was involved in the first world title match, right? With Jericho. Yeah. Jericho beat him to become the very first AEW world champion. So AEW. I feel like eventually they are gonna pay that off. Isn't this where they put the younger guys over? Oh, Jericho. Adam Page is Jericho beat Page right off the bat. I can yeah. understand Chris Jericho. Nah, okay. I get it because they were just starting out. They Jericho, a big face, you know. Up until Punk came in, in August, Jericho was the biggest name they had, and has been until then. You know what I mean? Um, Adam Hang- Hangman Adam Page, he definitely fits the uh, the criteria as far as you know being one of the young guys you push, and um, he's over with the crowd. You know, the crowd loves chanting cowboy shit. And um, he comes in, interrupts Moxley and Lance Archer's love fest for stupid, violent shit. He starts going at it with John Moxley, dumps him over the fucking ring, gets rid of Archer. And um, he catches yeah, fucking yeah. Orange Cassidy and right fall away, slams him on a ladder. Just like I said, Orange Cassidy was good for something. Adam Page is on fire here. He's fucking nailing everybody in sight. He even does a crossbody on Matt Hardy, who's holding a ladder, and Matt Hardy looks like an idiot, which he's <laughs> always good at. And then Pac, the fucking bastard that he is, comes in and nails him with a chair. He looks like a bastard. Pac looks like a weird dude, man. He, he has, like, like pointy ears bastard. and shit, man. Like, he looks like an evil fucking elf. He looks like a... I guess, I don't know, he looks weird. He looks like an evil bastard elf. Yeah, he does. Hangman Adam Page is in the match, and we got all of our got all of our contestants in here. There's a part where Pac is about to seemingly perform his Black Arrow, which was known as the Red Arrow in WWE. Andrade meets him halfway up on the top rope, but Pac makes fucking light work of him, kicks him off, and Andrade lands back first onto a ladder. Looked fucking brutal. Yeah, it's the last you're going to see him in the match. And with all that going on, Paige got off the table. And now he's got Pac right where he wants him. And he does a fucking... I don't even know what you call this move, but it's it's dangerous as hell. And the fact that neither one of these guys fucking killed each other executing it. 
Like, I don't, it looks like Seamus' white noise. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that was crazy. And it looked like he was almost dying. Dude, like, the table broke into two pieces clean. Like, uh, that was a pretty dangerous move. That looked fucking, like he improvised that you know, shit as and he then went down. Classic <laughs> AEW, they go to show you the fucking replay as John Moxley gets in the ring and hits Paige with a fucking paradigm shift. So, like, you know, we missed a fucking good replay and a good spot in the match, an important one at least. Um, Orange Cassidy and Moxley are fighting on top of the ladder. They're looking for the fucking chip. Matt Hardy... Tips the ladder over, brings Orange Cassidy out to a table. We get a classic Matt Hardy leg drop from the top of the ladder onto a table, eliminating both him and Cassidy from the match. Thank God for everybody. <laughs> At least we don't get to see Cassidy or Matt Hardy fight fucking Kenny Omega for the title. Lance Archer's in the ring, setting up a ladder, only for Adam Page to hit the buckshot lariat, which, if you've never seen it before... It was kind of cool. That's a fucking thing of beauty. The way he gets in the ring like that, flips in, and then just how he's able to just fucking get you with that much impact on a clothesline off of, you know, entering the ring like that is so, so innovative. I'm a fan of Adam Page for the buckshot Larry. Yeah, that move is dope. That's an awesome move. Really innovative. I would like to see him do it to Moxley. You know, and then they fight over the fucking chip at the top of the ladder. Adam Page gets the best of him, grabs the chip. New number one contender, Hangman Adam Page, who I believe was rumored to have faced Kenny Omega for the title before Christian got the number one contender spot. But I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, Page's wife gave birth. So I think that's why they cut their feud short, because they were beefing for the title before Christian got the, uh, got the match at All Out. It was supposed well, to be Adam Page. Hopefully he takes the title off for Kenny Omega, because... I mean, do you do it right now? Now that, because honestly, I felt like Adam Page missed his shot because of this. With you know, now you get Punk and Brian and Adam Cole. Like it's like there's I mean, a lot if you're of guys. Not push him now, then it's you're probably just gonna kill him. Yeah, so I kind you kind of have to do it now. Kind of have to do it now. You know, because if you let Brian, he's gonna get hot, obviously, and they're gonna want to see him with the title. Punk is going to eventually go for the title. Adam Cole. Let Brian take the title over him. Fuck it. But here's the thing. like, And you know they're going to tease Adam Cole leaving the Elite. We got to see him and uh, Kenny Omega. We could see a babyface run with, with uh, Adam Cole down the line. Whether they do that for the title or not, I don't know. But that could make it might not even story. need the title because they have enough story there with their friendship. Right. I would just like... To, it would just be interesting to see someone from within take the title from Kenny yeah. Omega. You know what I mean? You could definitely play off of that. That's what I'm saying. It's like Adam Page, man. Like, I guess he has to win the title like now. Because he's that's going to be a long fucking line to get in back of. Yeah. When you're, when you're thinking pushed. about guys like Brian and Punk and, and Cole and shit... Who's to say MJF doesn't fucking get a title shot? Or Miro, for that matter. You know, like, Adam Page needs to get that shit probably right now. You're right. So maybe he is the one to take it from Kenny Omega. Maybe it is sooner than we thought. Maybe not. I don't know. But that was AEW Dynamite. They got a new uh, challenger for Kenny Omega. Who knows when we see this match. I am going to guess it's going to be at full gear. I think that's the the November pay-per-view. Um, but I could be wrong. Who knows? We'll find out soon. But uh, that was AEW, and that was our show for tonight. And uh, like we said in the beginning, 
And now I'm going to say the fucking mouthful of underscores. Follow us at Instagram at the underscore wrestling underscore. Hi. You still didn't change it? No. No. At the underscore wrestling underscore. Hi. Give us a follow. Hit us up. Give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Be respectful, though. Of course. Always. Always. But yeah, that's our show, guys. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you guys keep listening. If we have any new listeners out there, thanks for tuning in. We hope you stick around for all this. Um, Yeah, that's all we got. Uh, You're probably going to hear from us next when it comes to Crown Jewel. That's the next big pay-per-view, like we said. Um, It's shaping up to be a hell of a card. Who knows if it lives up to the card. We're getting Brock and Roman. getting Big E and Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. Getting Seth Rollins and Edge. Apparently, this match has been made a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, I want to see that. You know, um, triple threat for the SmackDown Women's title between Bianca, Sasha, and Becky. That's going to be dope. You know, RK Bro and AJ and Amas SummerSlam rematch. It's a stacked card. It is. Let's let's see if... And we're getting the King of the Ring finals and the Queen's Crown finals from that. On top of all that. Yeah, they're getting a good show over there. So we'll see. We don't even know who's going to be in that catering finals yet because the, the tournament hasn't even happened yet. Um, so, yeah. A lot of shit to talk about when we get back. And on top of that, about a couple weeks from now, myself, Mikey Bravo, and my older brother, we're going to SmackDown in Wilkes-Barre, PA. So expect a different kind of show when we're reviewing that SmackDown because we're going to have a first-hand experience there. We're going to talk all about it. Um, we're going to, you know, I guess go in-depth because we would have been there. And yeah. it's at Mohegan Sun, I believe, right? Yeah. Small arena, but one of those arenas there is really not a bad seat in the house because of it. So, um, you know, we're going to take some pictures, post them on Instagram, probably take some video, shit like that. And by then, the the new um, rosters will be set in stone because apparently um, yeah. the 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 rosters, the newly drafted rosters, don't go into full effect until the night after Crown Jewel. Of course, Crown Jewel is on a Thursday. Your favorite live Shanky. Oh, you think we get a Shanky appearance? I would love it. Should we bring a Shanky sign? We'd probably be the only ones popping for Shanky in the crowd. <laughs> the only ones that know his fucking name. We can stand up and start doing, like, the hanky We got to do the hanky-panky. <laughs> Hopefully we get on camera doing the hanky-panky for our dude Make Shanky. Make that a thing for him. I mean, that's probably the only way he's getting over. He'll get over in a Fandango sense. <laughs> Everybody in the crowd doing the Doing the hanky-panky. Oof. That would be a sight to see. And we started. Yeah. But, yeah, guys, that's our show. Something to look forward to. Like I said, our next show is going to be geared towards Crown Jewel. And then the one after that is going to be our firsthand experience at SmackDown in Wilkes-Barre, PA, Mohegan Sun. Um, Really looking forward to the next few episodes. I'm hyped. It's going to be a lot of cool shit to talk about. Yeah, uh, I hope they build to something to when we go. There's something to to look forward to to see live. Well, if anything, it's going to be building towards Survivor Series. Which, by the way, I should mention as well. You're going to that too. I'm going there. But yeah, I'm, it's going to be a lot of fun these next few weeks, which means we're going to have a lot of really cool fucking episodes. I might even have a special guest because of that SmackDown. So some shit to look forward to. 
Like I said, follow us on Instagram, the underscore wrestling underscore high. Hopefully I get that shit changed soon because I'm tired of saying that. It's a lot of underscores. It is. But that's our show, guys. So while Mike is going to go off and do the hanky-panky somewhere, we're signing off. We'll see you next time. Talk about Crown Jewel. Thanks for listening.